Yeah, good morning and welcome Patriot Radio News Hour. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, 800-951-0592. That is the toll-free number. Of course, the website at allamericangold.com. And how you doing? Uh, big, big day today, I guess. The Federal Reserve in a few hours is going to tell us what their plans are for interest rates. And, you know, I'll, I'll just say this. You know, here it is, this quote-unquote uh, private entity that does not have oversight, can't even audit the books. Think about that for just a minute. Uh, you're in charge, allegedly, in charge of the banking system. Apparently, over the years, right, they, the power that they have, you know, when you think about the pretense of why the central bank was brought into existence, right, it was to stop bank runs, really. I mean, that's really what it was. It was to stop bad banks. That was the pretense. In other words, hey, you know, back in the old, wild, wild west days, these banks could make bad loans, and then they'd go under. And, of course, you lost all your money. <laughs> and they hated that. They hated that. Because, you know, once you lost all your money once, you're like, hey, I'm, I'm not putting it in there. I'll just keep it, you know what? I'll just keep it under my mattress, right? I've got, uh, you know, and times were different back then, obviously. And as uh, as the nation evolved, the, the, the powers that be, the wealthiest bankers in the world, were kind of under attack because they... They were losing all their depositors as they continued to head west. And, and you know, I did the Jekyll Island, right? They met in secret, had this great plan. And, and as far as I'm concerned, I can't prove it. They created the Knickerbocker crisis, uh, which was actually a bank in New York that started uh, the issue. So it, here's the funny part is they created uh, a bank panic so they could come in and say, hey, you know, remember that panic we had? And by panic, well, the reason why they called it a panic was because these were some of the banks that uh, were well-known in New York, really. That's kind of really what we're talking about. And some uh, well-to-do people, right, had big losses can't have that and so they were created as a way to protect us against uh, you know these banks right because hey we need to have rules and 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 regulations in place and make sure that uh people have confidence to put their money in the bank now we could have done all of that without a central bank you know do have congress Right? We are a nation of laws. You know, just nowadays, apparently, uh, we don't enforce all of them, right? 
you know, you can apparently the the uh, whole thing about a border and us being a country and hey, you gotta we gotta know who you are before you come in. Apparently, that law we don't follow anymore. But we could have done it without it. And see, they do that too. And slowly but surely, they 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 no longer even really do that, do they? Look at the financial crisis, right? Did they protect you then? How many of you lost everything? I can't tell you how many friends it devastated. I can't. And, you know, like all of us, we're, we, we are sheeple out there, right? And we did everything possible, right? Your neighbors did everything possible. Maybe you were the one doing everything possible. Your parents, your brother, your sister, your cousin, your neighbor, your best friend, Right? I'm working. I'm just not making any money right now. It's slow. Hey, I, I tapped my 401k. I, I maxed out my credit card. I did everything and I lost it all. Why? Because they weren't doing their job. And originally, right, remember now, they're supposed to oversee these banks. Right? They were supposed to oversee the fact, wait a minute, we got the liar loads and, and, and think about it. Look at housing. Look at the ridiculous numbers that we're selling home-wise, right? And, and no, not one single central banker had a clue. And I bet Bernard, oh, it's a subprime problem. I think Alan Greenspan did. That's why he left. And now today, they're, they're now, oh, the Dow and the S&P, right, NASDAQ, we're, we're close. We're within earshot of all-time record highs. And they're talking about rate cuts. Right? They're, they're, they're going to come out and try to appease their billionaire buddies because we know, well, listen, Wall Street doesn't reflect anything on Main Street. If any institution needs oversight, it is the central bank. Matter of fact, you know, you know where I stand on it. We shouldn't have one. Right, we should create a, a group that oversees the bank that has the full, uh, full disclosure with laws and Congress and all of that, and go back to sound money. But we're going to talk about this decision when we return. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. It is, you know, it's amazing, and I watch all of this stuff. You know. I just want you to to use your head for a minute. We got big trouble. Every, every peak, we see the same thing. You know, I know for a fact that Eric was warning you about the dot-com bubble. I know for a fact because he warned me. Right? Remember, I told you the story, I got lost. Maybe I just got lucky. But that's how we bought. Sarah and I, we, we, we came up uh, with the money to buy our first house. I sold uh, the, the the stocks I had. And, and it wasn't in a 401k. Uh, but I just bought them. My, my brother uh, convinced me to buy Cisco systems. Not the food delivery, but Cisco systems. They make the, the routers. 
and uh, sold it all out. You know what? It was seventy-two dollars. That's by the way. That stock's still never been back there again, and it's a good stock. You know, they'll tell you it's good anyway. Never been back there again. And I know we warned you then. Of course, you don't. We see these these highs that make no sense. Right? Remember the crash. Listen, the housing market, now, and every market was a little different. But in Phoenix, it was over at the end of 05. And then it spread by 06. It was pretty much everywhere. The Dow peaked in 08. Right? Now, all the economic data, and I give it all to you. I give you all the numbers. I don't make them up. I just give them to you. Housing sales, doesn't matter. New home, existing home, doesn't matter. Bad. And think about this. This time around in housing, just using housing, we didn't even get back to normal. Forget about the bubble crap. Which, how did the central bank not see that coming? Defies logic. Right? Home sales were two and a half times average. That's a problem. That should have been easy. Right? That's an easy one. Didn't see it. Oh, no, it's just a subprime problem. Right? Okay. And we have, what, doubled the debt now? Maybe triple? Auto sales. I'll give you those numbers. Matter of fact, who I think it was Morgan Stanley last night. Oh, yeah, that second half recovery of auto sales. Yeah, forget about it. And now I want you to remember, both of those, both of those categories, the central bank and their idiocracy they thought they could save it with interest rate cuts. They can't. Look at the 10-year note, 2%. 2%. The all-time record low is 137. We're going to take that out. But, again, idiocracy. Right? They come up and they, every time uh, one of their formulas doesn't work. Right? You know, you want, a formula, you want proof the formula doesn't work? Jobs. That's all you need. Unemployment, 3.8, 3.8, I don't even know what it is. 3.6, 3.8, something like that. doesn't mean anything. It's all part-time. Now, how do they get to a number? How do they get to a number that they say, oh, no, well, you know, there's only, you know, uh, 10% of the people working part-time or whatever. They, so it's some ridiculous number. Because they group you, if you have three part-time jobs, they group it all together. As long as they can add up to 34 hours, they say you're full-time. Don't be fooled. Don't be fooled. I went back and I tried to see when stocks were at all-time highs that we were cutting rates. I couldn't find it. It doesn't exist. Yet here we are. And, of course, the reason we're here, it's not because, the, 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 don't get me wrong, 
They need to cut rates. I'm telling you, we have slowed way down. Those are facts. What really is out of whack is just the price of, of your paper assets. That's it. Be smart. Think about it for a second. Now, I think if they cut rates, I actually believe, you know what? Hey, I think that they're, it's, still, it's not done. It's going to go a little higher. But before the end of the year, it's coming. Because rate hikes aren't going to. The rate hikes, they already happen. See, well, here's what happened. I mean the rate hikes. The rate cuts, they've already happened. The 10-year note, I just told you, it's at 2%. It was at 3 and a quarter in December. I mean, I know I only went to public school. But that's five quarter-point rate cuts the 10-year note gave us. We don't need the Federal Reserve to cut the rate, the, the, the Federal Reserve funds rate, the Fed funds rate, for that to be reflected. Look at mortgages, right? You get a 30-year fix now back at 4% again. This time, though, guess what? It didn't help. It helped the first time. Didn't help. Car sales, right? Hey, guess what? Your your the interest has gone down a little bit. Ain't helping. And this is kind of the thing that you gotta see. But again, at the same time, that's why I've always said, listen, don't put all your money into gold. Hopefully you hopefully you have a four oh one K. Right, at least you have it for now. I tell you, you know, too bad we can't. Right? What do we? Hey, listen, I want to go to the sidelines. I want to go to the sidelines. I don't, I don't want to be in that because you know it makes no sense. And they dust off all these guys. I just heard Jeremy Siglitz, this guy, you know, he's a Wharton School, right? One of the great new modern fathers of economics. He's like the Fed should cut rates by fifty basis points right now. What textbook did you write that and said that? Of course he didn't. Right? All the things that they told you you should never do. Think about this, all you savers out there. Essentially, what they're telling us, and what I think they're going to tell us today, your money is worthless. It's worthless. That's what they're saying. Because really think about what I'm saying. Stocks at all-time highs, according to them. Right, well, according, I mean, that's just what it is. Unemployment, according to them, the lowest since the 60s. It's literally like all-time record lows. Unemployment. Right? They tell us, oh, your wages are going up. If you're a minimum wage worker, or if you're a CEO, yes. Everybody else, no. And you know I'm right. No inflation. Right, that's another great one. Yeah, there's no inflation. I mean, think about it. Look, you used to have to buy encyclopedias, but now you don't have to. See? Look at all the great deflation we've got. I don't know why I used that example, but it's just somebody said it. That wasn't my line. Somebody said it. I just took it from it. I'd give credit, but I don't know. remember who said it. And you're thinking about, wait, rate cuts. What? I mean, if you sat down at any other point in history and I told you 
hey, stocks are near all-time record highs. The unemployment rate's at a record low. Wages, you know, they're not rising a lot, but they're rising. And, and we have no inflation. I mean, we can't even get to this 2% thing. By the way, that's the number they just made up, right? You do know that, right? That's new in the last, what, that was Ben Bernanke. So, what, 10, 11, 12 years ago, we came up with this 2% thing? What would you say? And I'd be like, hey, there's a big Fed meeting today. We're waiting for the announcement. Everybody would say, oh, well, yeah, what are they, I'm probably, probably going to be raising rates, huh? Right? Probably going to be raising rates. Not raising rates. Of course, I, I really think the rate hike in December was a, was a real killer. That was the real killer. Uh, and now, now they want you to try, oh, well, this is just an insurance cut. Insurance against what? They're supposed to make who feel better. And, and so you know, you know something's not right, right? You take a big whiff of it. I mean, get a big whiff! And you're like, hey, and this doesn't smell right. Right? Doesn't pass the sniff test. That's all you need to know. Anytime it doesn't pass the sniff test, right? <laughs> right? You know, hey, uh, I need to stay away from that. That's why all the money's going into gold. I mean, think about it. Three weeks ago, every one of those morons was telling you, gold's getting ready to break down. Gold's going to break down. Of course, what was I telling you? Hey, you better start adding here. I can't force you, but you better start adding. And, of course, now, what, gold's up $80, $90, and, and we're waiting here uh, for the Fed here. But, of course, 80 and 90 that's nothing. It's nothing. It's just getting started. Remember, I told you about the long-term chart. Now, all of a sudden, big long-term chart. Gold market's in a new cycle here. But so are the paper markets. This is my point. This is a whole new cycle. It's not a good one, though. Right? When, when the, 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 it was fine when they were raising rates. Because you're like, you're giving them a smell. Smelling, okay, you know what, GDP, right? Even though we knew that it was going to be uh, a false one. Right? And not by false. It was real. But, I mean, it was all tax cut driven. Right? But, hey, GDP's rising. Unemployment's falling, right? Wages are rising. There's no inflation. Rate hike. That that made sense. You're like, yeah, okay, yep, yep, sure do. Uh-huh, right? And, and, and we're selling off our balance sheet. Remember that one, right? Now, here we sit. And GDP now, right, well, you know, I don't know where it's going to be, 2%. Maybe. I'm hoping. Fingers crossed. Remember the great taxes? Where's all the spending? Where's all the spending from these companies? It doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. Where did it go? Hey, how about all of you got that one-time bonus? Did you get a bonus this year? Anybody got a bonus this year? Right? Remember? Remember the bonuses? You don't, hey, I know people got them. Got a grand, got two grand. 
I think I know one guy that got four grand. Didn't get it this year. Still got the tax cut, don't they? Sure they do, but they, you know, it's all how you it's all perception. But it act at least that made sense. Now it doesn't. Right? Now it doesn't make sense, does it? Right? So what's wrong? Right? What's wrong? And the answer really is simple. What's wrong is Wall Street just doesn't want to deal with the reality of what's coming. And I and I, I don't want to be so negative. But the 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 issue really is everybody's loaded up with debt. And, and, and I'll give you examples, right? And again, not my numbers. When I come back, I'm going to give you all the examples. Do you really think you shouldn't be adding to your gold and silver holdings right now? Really? 800 This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily broadcast from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. And we're upholding the legacy of Phyllis Schlafly, grassroots activist, author of 27 books, and articulate voice for traditional values for more than 70 years. Now, here's the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. Leftists still can't seem to wrap their heads around why conservative Christians were willing to vote for Donald Trump in 2016. This is something the left has to get sorted out if they want to have any chance of beating Trump in 2020. Remember, when it comes to election politics, the name of the game isn't making sure people don't hate you. They have to actually be energized enough about what you're doing to be willing to go to the polls and pull the lever for you. Clearly, there was something about Trump in 2016 that instilled that kind of energy in many Christian voters. Because I am a helpful kind of guy, and because I know the left won't take my advice anyway, I'll go ahead and reveal the secret that brought Christians to the polls for Trump in 2016. In short, Christians pulled the lever for Trump because they know he's someone who will stand up for their values. We were tired of having our faith trampled on by President Obama, and we wanted a change. Phyllis Schlafly sensed this long before most politicians did. That's why she wrote her book, No Higher Power, Obama's War on Religious Freedom. She prosecuted the case against Obama from that perspective because she knew Christians would be a vital part of any coalition that would defeat the Democrats in the future. Trump wisely followed Phyllis's intuition, and that's why he won. Since the election, he stayed true to the promises he made to conservatives on the campaign trail. We don't see army hospitals banning visitors from bringing Bibles to wounded soldiers. Instead, we see a president who is unafraid to proclaim Merry Christmas to the entire nation from the Rose Garden. We see a president who respects all religious communities enough that he's instituted a new rule for government employees, allowing them to work overtime in order to take time off for their religious holidays. We see a president who respects believers enough that he's instituted protections for their conscience when it comes to health care. If Democrats are smart, they'll nominate a candidate who respects the religious faith of Christians. Of course, they may have trouble finding a Democrat who still does that. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report with Ed Martin, president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. Freedom of worship and the right to express our faith and read our Bibles is foundational to America. 
At phyllisschlafly.com, we promise to track mounting threats to the free exercise of religion and equip you to fight back. Your defense begins at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for the Phyllis Schlafly Report. 800-951-0592. Nothing's doing nothing. Matter of fact, I'll tell you, Gold's now down uh, 90 cents. 13.45 January. We'll round up here 13.46. Uh, the Dow's up uh, 14 points. The NASDAQ and the S&P are down you know, two points and half a point uh, as we all wait for the old uh, central bank here. And remember what the president wants. And, and if you are a believer that Donald Trump's going to follow through, then you know that you should be adding to your gold holdings. I mean, it's not even in question. Right? He, he, he wants rates to go to zero. I mean, he does. The lower, the better. They can't be low enough for him. Right? And he's wrapping up the pressure, right? He's trying to force the central bank to cut the rates, right? Because the dollar is not worth it. And think about it. Here's, I think, you know what? Here's another uh, good way of looking at it. Do any of you think they should raise rates? Because you know the, the, the not the data, not the data, okay? But the, the storyline that they're giving you, right? No one, no inflation, right? Wages growing, unemployment at record lows, stock markets at all time, you know, right near all time highs, right? That's the the story. That's not the data. It's not what the real data is, anyway, right? Would mean rate hikes. We all know that. You know that. I know that. But we're not. We all know. Matter of fact, I don't think there's anybody out there that thinks they should raise rates. Right? Does anybody think that? Because what would happen? <laughs> oh, I don't even know. How many points would the Dow fall today if the Fed raised rates? How many? A thousand? Two thousand? How many points would it fall by the end of the week? Could you imagine if they raised rates today? How many points would the Dow fall by the end of the week? Two thousand? Three thousand? Four thousand? More? I don't know. Right? Do any of you doubt that? Which just tells you the storyline is false. Right? It's not a it's a false storyline. It's not real. Another reason why you need to be added. Right? So you know what the president wants. It's not passing the sniff test, is it? Right? The storyline isn't real. And how about this other part? And again, remember now, I don't make any of this data up. I just tell you the facts. Okay? Credit card defaults. Rising. Right? Now they'll tell you, oh, it's not near the peak. So? What does that mean? Okay, Dow's not going to 6,000 yet? Is that what that means? 
right? It's one of the things you have to pay attention. That's not good. Here's the other part that's not good. Credit card balances. All-time record highs. Let's see. Defaults are rising. Balances are at record highs. How's that going to play? That doesn't look so good. I can do auto loans, right? We know the same thing. Defaults are rising. I said rising pretty good now. They're getting closer to the all-time high. Because remember, that was the one thing people were, okay, I'm not paying the house. <laughs> I'm trying to pay the credit card and, and the car. Right? Auto loans are all-time all record highs. And student loans, forget about it, right? We already know. Do I need to tell you that? Hey, nobody's paying them. I shouldn't say name, but I think 22% of people are actually paying more than interest, right? The other, what is it, 78% are paying nothing at all, less than interest only or interest only. And that's it. And by the way, all-time record highs. Balances as well, all-time record highs. Home ownership. Home ownership. And I guess that's another item. You can go back to the 60s. <laughs> Home ownership falling. Continuing to fall. And I just worry. You know what worries me, too, about homeownership? The banks. And let me clarify that. You know, the banks are out of the mortgage industry. You, you do know that, right? Most of the banks, and I'm talking about the big ones, don't do mortgages, hardly at all. Very little. They don't want to touch housing with a 10-foot pole. Right? It's all the, it's like Quicken Load and all these like uh, non-banks that are doing all the home loans. Just worries me. Why is that? Why? Why? My guess is because they don't think it's a real good idea. That's just my guess. I don't know. Right? It's the fool me once, shame on me. Right? Fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. Right? And the bank's like, hey, we're not getting fooled again. And I just look at these prices. I mean, it's, it's, I don't know how, I, I still don't know how people afford a home. I, I just don't. You know, the people that move from California think it's cheap. That's about it. And so when you look at the consumer, seeing all these articles popping up lately about how they're now using the credit cards to buy basic stuff, right? The paychecks run out. And I'm, you know, I'm buying my food. Right, I'm buying my gas, I'm buying, you know, there's things I need to live because I don't have enough money to make it to make it work. And you I know you're seeing it. And now, of course, we're we're in this new cycle where and I believe this whole heart the, the Fed is definitely going to cut rates. How many times? <sighs> uh, you know, you know, I pause there because it's a hard one to answer. We've already done zero. And we've already done it. 
right? And and we've got this pattern with these rate hikes, it, it's, and it's it's almost universal, not quite, but almost, where we always go lower than what we went before, right? First time you know that we really entered into a true rate cutting cycle, right? Was Volcker, right? Got it all the way down to eight percent, and then. You know, during the crash, we, we were like at, at five, and then the 90s, we got into the fours. Uh, 01, we got down to 1%, then zero. So logic just tells me we're going lower than that. Good for gold. I don't know about anything else. Pigeon Radio News Hour, we're going to be back right after the break. 800 951 uh, Gold's down 60 cents. Uh, 13.46 and change. Uh, yesterday, I ran Gold Eagles. I know. Shocker. And I just got hundreds of them. And I want to give you the opportunity to buy gold as cheaply as possible. And I ran just phenomenal, thir- what, fourteen thirty-five. This morning, gold was down $4. So I said, you know, yeah, I'm going to lower the price, 5 bucks to fourteen thirty. dollars Now it's all the way back. But I'm lazy. And I don't want to go back out <laughs> and change the price. Now, in another, what, two and a half hours, or give or take, they're going to make their big announcement. My guess is, this is my guess, I have no idea, just my educated guess, is they're going to remove the word patient, signaling to the market that at the next meeting, they're going to lower rates. That's my guess. And I only say that because that's what everybody on the TV is saying. Every article I read, right, because, you know, the Fed, uh, it now is the, well, let's just call it what it is, right? They're Wall Street's bitch. I mean, that's just what it is, right? This is what they want them to do not going to save them because remember the 10 year notes already done that and way much more that's why it's that's why i'm saying i you know wake up a little okay now i believe that gold is going to go higher i don't know it could go lower right listen i tell everybody i have no idea what gold's going to do any any moment. I, I don't know. I always tell people, especially the people uh, when they ask, is, is, it, is now a good time to buy? Because really what they're asking is, uh, is gold going to go higher or lower right now? Because that's what they care about. And I always use the line, you know, God's got a sense of humor. And I say it all the time, right? Anytime I make a plan, right? If you don't buy today, gold's going to go higher. If you buy today, I promise you it's going lower tomorrow. It's just how it is. 
What, what, of course, what we do here, right, you're buying insurance, right? You're getting ready. doesn't matter. It's not like you're going to sell it tomorrow. Right? The trend is clear, though. Here's what Wall Street has said. Hey, listen, we're about done here. And the only way we can keep this mirage up is, is we got to keep cutting rates, right? The dollar's going lower. Rates are going lower, right? Savers, right? Your money's not worth anything. So get ready, right? All the banks are going to love it. <laughs> if they were paying you any interest at all, they ain't going to be paying you now, right? So I'm leaving the price at $5 less today. So one ounce gold eagles, they're fourteen thirty until I say they're not. What I mean by that is, if gold jumps after the Fed rate announcement, right, I'm raising prices. But right now you got gold at uh, 1346. You can buy one ounce American gold eagles for 1430 bucks. And then I'll say this too. Let's say gold goes down. Uh, you know, to 1340, 1335. I already priced in five bucks, right? I already lowered it there. If it goes even lower, I'll, I'll go lower, but I'll go higher too. This is not an all day price. Normally I say, hey, this is the price for the day. Not today. This is a, a, until the Fed makes their announcement. And the only reason I'm doing it is because I actually think I know what the announcement's going to be. Does it mean I'll have what the reaction is? Is that going to be? I don't know. I believe gold and silver are headed higher. That's just my belief. So there you go. Now you have it. So one ounce American gold eagles. Uh, because gold was down four bucks early this morning, I lowered the price, and I don't want to have to change it again. So at least for the next little while here, next couple of hours. Fourteen hundred and thirty bucks, and you know, you think about uh, twenty dollar gold pieces at fourteen sixty five. It just makes sense to buy gold eagles today, and I hate saying it. And not that I hate gold; I, the gold eagles are great. I mean, they're U.S. minted. I mean, that's what you want. Tax laws are good for that, right? But you know, hey, they you know what? They're a bullion coin. You can put gold eagles in an IRA, and you can't put. $20 gold in the IRA, right? So, you know, but outside of that, it's the second best coin you can buy. You know, one-ounce coins and the big variety, if you will. I like the $20 Libs and Saints first, Gold Eagles second, and I pretty much hate everything else. Well, hate's a strong word. You know, you can buy a few Maple Leafs or Krugerrands, you know, the foreign stuff. Uh, but you want to buy U.S. minted Hallmark material. There's no question as to what you own. And at least for this little while here, we got this little stretch. Uh, one ounce gold eagles, fourteen hundred and thirty bucks at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. And I know that uh, some of you are like, "Hey, I don't have that kind of money." Right? I get it. Don't forget about our metals plan. We're getting ready. Uh, to get ready for second quarter shipments to be heading out, check into that. For as little as 100 bucks a month, you can get four deliveries a year. Pretty good idea. Final segment coming up. 
800 to the final, final segment here before we get the announcement. Remember now, too, right, every meeting now is quote-unquote a live meeting. Another one of these little changes. You know, it used to be that every other meeting you would just get a statement, right? And, you know, I talked about the word patient, right? Is it going to be in there? Is it not going to be in there? And that's all you got. And everybody out there felt like, okay, those are the nothing meetings, that, that the Fed won't hike rates or raise rates without a press conference, right? Because they got to spin it. They get How's that being independent if you have to spin it? They're not independent. We need to audit them, and we need to audit them every year so we know where the money's going, right? If you want to know what's happening, you know the adage, follow the money, right? So let's follow it. My guess is if we followed the money, yeah, everybody would be lining up to get rid of the Federal Reserve. That's why they don't want us to follow it. But now, started it started in January. Now every meeting has a press conference. Hmm. So let me get this right. Ever since the like the eighties, the nineties, the two thousand, it's been this way for as long as I can remember. And now they changed it. Why? Because things are getting better? Right now they know, hey, you know what? They meet they meet every six weeks in case you didn't know. Now they can't afford, hey, wait, twelve weeks may be too long. We need to be the ability to act right away. Now you think it's now when you think about it, to act how? Right away. To raise rates right away? <laughs> no. Right, of course not. No. Wait a minute. You mean in case we got to cut real, real fast? Yes. Yep. You got it. This is a very dangerous time. And the problem is, is they're trying to create an illusion that it isn't. You know you should be adding right now. Put more money to work. We're not at, hey, we're not at 1361 yet. We're real close. We haven't broken 1,400 yet, but remember, 1,400 falls. It goes right to 15, right? That's what the charts say. Keep adding here. These gold eagles at this price, I mean, that's like robbing somebody. And that's how good of a price it is. 800-951-0592. Everybody's waiting. Uh, so right when the Fed announces, we'll see what it does. I'll adjust prices accordingly. Uh, but but you know what? I, I would say this. I do. I I think it's going higher, but I don't know. We could go lower, but it's not going very far. Because I think what we're gonna, what you know now, what we understand now is we're back into this what rate cutting cycle. Right, we're back into this rate cutting cycle. And I don't think it stops at 1% or 2 I don't think it stops at 1%. I don't think it stops at 0 this time around. 
800-951-0592. Patriot Radio News Hour. We'll recap what, what words were and weren't in the Fed announcement tomorrow. Thank you.